Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 144. Yes, that's right. If you are keeping track at home, and really, why would you be? Because your podcast catcher does it for you. We have now done a gross of these episodes. No, the show's not gross, though it is. We have done a gross of these. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And the vocational Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Good evening. Good evening. I, I, I find it odd how excited you are by saying gross over and over again. <laughs> Well, we've hit one of those numbers. Like we, I didn't notice it when we hit a score because that was at episode twenty. So, <laughs> or four score. We did you? We've you done didn't announce we, that either. Well, no, I didn't announce four score. But we're at uh, uh, six. Uh, almost. Oh, we're at seven score and four. So there we are. Seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, seven. seven well, score I mean, one, and four. Twenty-five or six to four. <laughs> Oh, my God. Don't use this new math on me. <laughs> <laughs> Common core. <laughs> it's uncommon. It's uncore. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> Let's, uh, if you're keeping track at home, and again, you're not, but I say that anyway. <laughs> uh, it is the evening of Sunday, June 24th, 2018, as we record this. Uh, it has a sell-by date of, I don't know, June 25th and a half. What? If at any time you are unsatisfied with your purchase, simply mail the box top back to us with the unused portion, and we'll refund your money. What is currently happening, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> I think okay, I'm having cool. some sort of, uh, is it called an aphasia? I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's an episode, that's for sure. Are we going to find that you know you don't remember this and that you're naked and walking through like a grocery store or something like that? Don't you guys go to the grocery store naked? I don't not. (laughs) And aphasia is when you like, isn't that when you like smell what you see and stuff or, or is that not an aphasia? I don't know. I'm looking it up now because I'm curious. I thought you kill what you keep and you keep what you kill. Aphasia, aphasia is an inability to comprehend and formulate language because of damage to specific brain regions, typically Uh. caused by a stroke or head trauma. Oh, well, that does make sense. Yeah, I guess it I guess it does. Which means I don't have it, right? Because if I can use it correctly in a sentence, then I don't have it. Well, that's the catch-22 now, isn't it? It's like in What About Bob? Like, if he knows that he's faking Tourette's, then he knows he doesn't have Tourette's. Tom, baby steps. Baby steps into the first segment. <laughs> well done. Well you. done, sir. You earn a free vacation at Lake Winnipesaukee. Oh my god, I'm going to be attached to that boat. All right, let's dive in here. <laughs> just do the whole plot. It's just it's all references from here on out. We just speak Remember, in we have we still Shaka, we are, it's the Shaka when the walls fell episode. <laughs> I was going to say we are we are still nurturing at the uh, yeah, the, at the, the reference tree. Suckling at the teat of the reference tree. <laughs> It is the reference tree, and it is here for us. Oh, reference tree. Oh, reference tree. Oh, reference tree. 
How hackneyed and derivative. Ooh. Oh my. That's right. Ah, okay. World of sports. We have a little news item. We've been following uh, the Alliance of American Football as it takes its baby steps toward its first season. And this week they announced their final uh, city, final franchise. Uh, and that is the newest city to be part of the Alliance is San Antonio, Texas, which is one of the ones that we predicted when we were first talking about where they might go. And uh, San Antonio is the latest. One, two, three, four, eighth city to get an Alliance franchise. That's all eight cities have been announced. So if, you, uh, if you're not familiar, they are Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, San Antonio, and San Diego, the whale's vagina. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Of course, yeah. of course. My apologies. Of course. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. So, uh, and uh, they've all got coaches, too, because when they announce these cities, they have coaches. We've told you about some of them. Uh, there are a few that I find interesting, and one of them is San Diego's head coach is Mike Martz, formerly of the St. Louis Rams. Uh, and where is it? San Antonio's coach is Mike Riley, who was just canned from the University of Nebraska. And why is that important to us? Well, because his canning led to Scott Frost leaving UCF. That's why. Oh. I mean, other reasons technically counted as well, but I guess we're just going to ignore those for the sake of our show. Is, is that what? What yeah. other reasons? That Scott Frost left? I mean, that was the reason. <laughs> if Nebraska wasn't open, uh, oh right, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. All right, fair. Okay, yeah. Well, good, good for the alliance. I like that the their page has a countdown now. Yeah, we're two hundred some odd days away, so that's kind of neat. That's cool. They're they're already selling season tickets. You can put out on a deposit on season tickets for fifty bucks. What's and, What's uh, great about that website is like, <laughs> there are like three buttons you can click. It's like become a fan. And, you know where you you get tickets and it's like become like staff where you know if you're interested in some sort of a job or career right. with them. and then there's also like a button for become a player yes yes like you can just <laughs> apply online well like, you apply like... so that they gather your contact info for tryouts but if you go to that page because of course i did um because <laughs> who doesn't want a five foot six quarterback really like you can, um, yeah, you can't do that with the. NFL. They want so they want people right? like, with just, they want people with at least college football, if not uh, professional experience. So it's like they're it's they're a brand new company that is starting at the bottom, and they they are looking for you know people to walk in and start their company. You need to have seventeen years experience first, though. So well, it's I mean, like any other job. Well, think about it. Like I mean, this was this was their business model from the start. It's what they said they were going to pick up all of the college stars who couldn't hack it in the NFL, you know? So this is, this is what they're going to get. And this is what they want. I guess. I mean, so, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I you mean, know, I'm, you're, you're I'm Tim T, you're Tim Tebow's and you're Eric Crouch's. How are you going to make an Eric Crouch? Did you watch the promo video on that website? By any chance? I have Anybody? not. No, I have not. It's <laughs> the, the way they're trying to sell it is, they compare it to like the first space shuttle launch. What? <laughs> what? Like, I mean, uh, well, you, that's you guys good. gotta watch it. It's yeah, that's awesome. that's that's not good. It's it just, just it's this is not historic. 
Oh, but it is. Oh, but it is. And and this is the hard part, right? Like it's it's super melodramatic. It's it's all about like, you know, giving people a second chance. You know, those who just missed the NFL by a a millisecond or or whatever the case is, right? Um, (laughs) You know, this is what America is founded on: is second chances. Um, the spatial launch, though, and I can't tell (laughs) if it's like serious or if it's like kind of satirizing itself or or it's like it's like that movie doomsday has anybody seen that no where no it's just it's every sci-fi apocalyptic action movie cliche in one and then it's so bad that it's you know like i don't it's like it's aware that it's making fun of itself you know and i don't know if that's what they're going for but it's sure what it seems because it's so just melodramatic <laughs> wonderful so uh we're what 200 days or so away from two, uh, yeah two two fifty i think yeah, but next basically next right after the nfl season ends yeah next february is when the first game is going to kick off the uh opening game is going to be on the cbs television network and uh after that, there'll be select games on uh, CBS Sports Network and uh, online as well. Okay, so you can keep it here for Alliance of American Football News, I'm sure. As <laughs> others will pop up, I'm sure, as we get closer to the season. But, uh, you know, we, we are on the lookout for, for Noster Dumbass's prediction to become true and Tim Tebow to be playing for the Orlando team. It only seems logical. It only seems... I mean, here's the reason. The Mets haven't called Tebow up yet, and they certainly have a season that's not worth saving already. Well, it's not September. It's not September yet. What I said. But he apparently (laughs) is playing okay in double-A, which is shocking. Um, What's your definition of okay? Like like, like 275? No, that's all right. I mean, yeah, it's, I can't really, re- I can't really talk shit about 275. Yeah. Yeah. 275 will keep you there. It won't get you sent down, that's for sure. Yeah, it's true. I wonder if like, it's just a, a situation where everyone just keeps throwing him uh, like taters. Just like, hey, I go, wonder, hey, go, I wonder if it's like if the pitchers think it's like a plenary indulgence. Like if they throw him a gopher ball, they get into heaven. <laughs> this is how they're getting away with it. Right. Right, like oh, well, if I I figure if I give you know if I give God's chosen outfielder a tater, <laughs> then his his only begotten right fielder. Oh um, wow! <laughs> if we give him a we let him hit a tater off me, then uh, then I get in, right? That's how it works. This is how this is happening. Yeah, this is what's going on? <laughs> oh, his his average has dropped. It's down to two fifty six now. Oh well, that's it for him then. I mean, two fifty-six with five homers, twenty-four RBIs in sixty-three games. That ain't great. It's, that ain't great. He's getting on base. Fine. His on base percentage is three thirty-six, which is respectable. So it means he's walking. It's fine. It's <laughs> it's better than what anyone expected. And that's <laughs> that's true. That is true. I'll give you that. That might keep him out of our sweet, sweet league. But <laughs> we'll find out. Good. I don't I don't want him in our sweet, sweet league, okay? It's our league. It's it's sweet league. It's the sweet Are they gonna be able league. to pay him better? No. <laughs> they got stock options. Oh god. 
<laughs> They're not. The answer is we got no. It. We, not for we some got options. We got stock. You come on in. Yeah. Then Triple A baseball, like the the. He's probably, nobody he's nobody probably said maybe, anything about Triple A. Well, he's in Double A right now. He's probably pulling down at Double A, uh, fifty a year, fifty k. Like if that's what you, it works out. These guys won't make that much. I mean, okay, he they might, they might. Some of them. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the alliance is planning to pay its players. I know the Arena League did, doesn't pay well at all. A lot of those guys have to have uh, jobs in the off season. Right. Which is what baseball players used to have to do. Right. Back when the game was pure and it made it <laughs> Back match. when it was pure and there was no free agency and players were treated like indentured servants. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait. Oh, this is all bad. Never mind. When they used what to stay with one bad? team for 20 years. Well, everything about this is terrible. Now, now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, they used to stay with one team for 20 years because the... Uh, the British East India Company paid for their passage out of Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> and so they were contracted to work the fields for yeah, the British God. East India Company. This is getting into a dark area. We should move on. <laughs> hey, we're talking about indentured servitude here. We're not talking about slavery. Oh. <laughs> God. Let's move on. Oh, okay. I'm never going to get that Peabody. <laughs> That's only for television. Like I said. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. The World Cup is going on right now, guys. Yes. And uh, yes, the World Cup is is happening, and it mattered so much to listener Randy. If you live here, if you live here in the states, you don't know that because the U.S. men's national team is in it, which evidently means it doesn't happen. Um, but it happens. It's happening in Russia, as we discussed. The perfect marriage of. FIFA and a corrupt government. <laughs> it's like when Bugsy Siegel went to Vegas, guys, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's a match made very much in the depths of hell. And, uh, <laughs> I would like to something interesting. I, I've been watching the World Cup, and uh, you have? I, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I, I enjoy World Cup um, football. Uh, I think it's fun. Um, I found it intriguing that Russia. The group that they're in has the two worst teams possible. Oh, and did you know that? Surprise. <laughs> and they have already, um, I believe they've won both of those games. So they're pretty much on to the yeah, knockout. They're round. in the knockout round. They're already in. Um, they they will win their group if they beat Uruguay. Uh, but they're, they're in no matter what. Russia's in no matter what. Russia, Uruguay, France, Croatia, Belgium, and England have all already qualified for the knockout stage. Um, we're entering the final round of the group stage matches now. Uh, Portugal has a chance still. Uh, Spain need, has a chance still. Um, I just watched today's game of um, Poland getting absolutely shellacked by, I believe, a 10-man uh, <laughs> Colombia team. Oh, boy. Which... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how the red card stuff works. Uh, I'm not going to try and figure it out because if I just bumble through it, people will get mad at me and that makes me happy. Um, but I do know that um, at the start of the game, it was announced that there was a, a player had a red card. So I generally believe that means that they only have, they're down a man. And then one of their best players, uh, Aguilar, 
went out with an injury very early in the game. And so it looked like Poland may have been able to pull it out. But uh, in typical uh, fashion, I suppose, uh, of a team that hasn't been to the World Cup and the announcer said something like 10 or 12 years, uh, they uh, they stunk up the joint pretty bad. <laughs> Lost 3 nothing. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Iran, Chris, Iran still has a chance, too, which I'm, I'm surprised by. Iran? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Iran still has a chance. It's not a it's not a how, good chance. How old do they sit? I mean, I'm I'm thinking where I'm thinking of like Ra or Rambo three, where the Russians <laughs> were like I'm I'm all referential this evening. What, oh, it's okay. It's all we're they, good for anyway. Who who were they in ties with the Russians? Was it that was, was it, it Iran? Rambo three took place in Afghanistan. Afghanistan? Yeah, it was when okay, the Russians invaded Afghanistan, or the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he had to save his, his colonel guy there, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Like, he was captured. Okay, so never mind. This has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Rambo fails to uh, help somebody learn geopolitics. Yeah. I, I find it interesting that that's Chris's take on the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, if they're still in talks with, if if that was Iran and you know Russia was helping them out, maybe they could help them make it to the finals. But I guess not. <laughs> um, is the is the seating the supposed to be random, or do they start with like you know, or like team number one versus team number sixty four, and they work their way down? No, you know, it's and not. It's not quite et cetera, et cetera. as uh, as numerical or, and methodical as like say the NCAA tournament, but. Um, there is, I think there's some rhyme or reason to who gets grouped together. Um, usually I think it involves who pays the highest bribe to the FIFA president, but I mean, it is a really corrupt industry. <laughs> like, honestly, it is. It's, there's no getting around. No, that. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they've supposedly gotten rid of a lot of those people now because of that big FBI investigation, but, um, it's just historically international, international sports in general. The Olympic committee is pretty damn corrupt too. Um, it's also true. So you know, it's it's international sports in general is pretty yeah, uh, but it doesn't unsavory. affect the outcome of like races, right? I, I mean, mean like, I, it can, I guess, if you like if the you IOC draw, like, is corrupt, you know. Yeah, the IOC is corrupt. It's corrupt in that you know, in in terms of which countries get awarded the Olympic Games and how and what what those countries are forced to do in terms of going to all kinds of debt to host it. And uh, and looking the other way with people cheating sometimes, right? Um, so I mean, and like in the in the World Cup, like I guess, like Rick said, if you if you get a but favorable draw, yeah. like Russia, then yeah, you got a better chance. But we don't know that they're rigging the games. I mean, we can't be sure of that. I, can't, I mean, there are, look, there are hooligans everywhere who will claim that the game matches are rigged all the time because if their team gets a red card or a guy flops and doesn't get called for it, they're going to claim it's rigged, but that happens in every sport everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If your team loses, right. it was the ref's fault. Yeah. Generally, that is more that, true in soccer than anywhere else. Well, I, I say it knowing full well that I am always saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I remember Rick saying that after every Vikings loss this season, except for the last one. 
I did nothing of the sort. Liar. The Vikings earned most of those losses. <laughs> also, our quarterback, our quarterback was a guy who, for a short time, I'm pretty sure was mastering grout work in his kitchen when they called him. So, <laughs> well, that was what Randall Cunningham was doing before they picked him back up in the '90s. Oh well, good news they didn't have a Randall Cunningham. Anyway, <laughs> not I'm not talking about. <laughs> All right, then let's move on to mixed martial arts. And uh, Dana White is uh, tearing in his beer over John Jones. Oh, his baby, his baby doll. <laughs> tell us, Nothing tell that... us what's going on, guys. Oh, go go ahead, Chris. I know, I know how much it it pains you not to have a John Jones story every single time <laughs> we get together. So, so John Jones, um, former light heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC, uh, stripped of it recently has had numerous runs with the law and USADA, which is the United States anti-doping association. Um, after his latest title bout was stripped of his title for, um, cocaine, I believe it was. And cheating and, and being a cheater, being a big, big cheat head. Cocaine, man. Um, <laughs> is that cheating? Is that performance enhancing? Evidently um, it, it enhanced his performance enough. <laughs> um, so, Dana White, in a recent interview, um, basically staked the claim that John Jones is the greatest ever. And it's a shame that he sort of washed away his talent and potential through all these legal troubles. And he feels as though John could have been, you know, basically an undefeated light heavyweight champion and, and very well could have moved up to heavyweight and, and defended that and just retired the baddest man on the face of the earth. Um, but it's also, I guess, a matter of like, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle, right? <laughs> like, if it course, wasn't for all the cocaine he was snorting, he wouldn't snort so much cocaine. And perhaps, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't disagree with him, you know, I mean, uh, the, the same could have been said of BJ Penn back in the day when, when he was on a tear as the, you know, one of the greatest ever also, um, most physically talented and, and athletically intelligent fighters ever, but he, he squandered that away. And now he's, he's basically just gone on record or on down in history as, as, you know, a tough guy who was ahead of his time and, and very talented, but may or may not have reached his full, full potential. Um, it's, it's, is, is Dana White right in claiming that John Jones is, you know, probably the, the, the I would say, yeah. I, I think it's an interesting thing to say um, because uh, without getting into any specifics and not going too deep into any of this, it's an interesting thing to say because he's not a fighter that is currently on your roster that we're aware of, or should be anyway. And you're making excuses for him because he's not there to defend himself, but also he's kind of screwed you really, really bad. So like, I understand what I think is happening here is Dana is trying to set up a way to get his money match against uh, with Brock Lesnar and John Jones, maybe two or three years from now and keeping the fires hot for, for Jones. But um, to me, it feels very like, like, how do you think Daniel Cormier has to feel about that statement? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, <laughs> it's sort of disrespecting the current champ for sure. I mean, like it's, it's like when Rhonda 
you know, was knocked out by Holly Holm and was coming back for a title shot against Amanda Nunez, you know, the, all the hype and all the, the marketing was, she's back, she's back. It was all behind Ronda and, and, you know, very, very little for Amanda Nunez, you know, which is a, a huge just slap in the face for her. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that, you know, <laughs> probably nine times out of 10, whether clean or not, John Jones probably beats Daniel Cormier. The fact of the matter is he's not champ. And, Daniel and he's Cormier never is. beaten. He's never beaten Daniel Cormier in a way that it sticks. Like, again, all Daniel Cormier does show up, win fights, leave. And you could just hear Dana you know, yelling in the audience. You bum. I can't market you. <laughs> shit. I hate you. Why won't you die? Which is an interesting thing that you mentioned that. Like, I can't market you. Um, well, I, I was trying to figure this out myself, right? And and I'm currently watching The Ultimate Fighter. And and he's one of the coaches on it. And they're setting up the super fight with Daniel Cormier and Steve Miocic. And, and, and despite seeing him coach and despite seeing him fight, you know, for years now, I, I don't know why he's not as popular as he should be because on this very show you have opined for him to not be the champion you're the one of the reasons he's not as popular as he could be i've also come to the realization that john jones won't be back (laughs) (laughs) i'm never gonna get that candy bar i really want i better go with the candy bar they're giving me he's he's not gonna come like a p rose fan like that's what this is He's he's not going to come back, you know. He 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 can't help himself. He's been given three chances at this point to sort of like redeem himself, and he can't do it. Um. So I have to accept the fact that Daniel Cormier is the current light heavyweight champ, undisputed, right? Um, I still I don't want him to be. And I don't know why. Yeah. I, I really don't know why. But Tom, uh, do you have any statement thoughts mm. on this? I just chicks always dig the bad boy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that in like thirty years' time, John Jones is going to be helping a bumbling president deal with a, uh, a despot leader of some small country somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But why? Why Bones Jones isn't doing Van Damme style direct to video movies for Amazon? I'm not. I don't know. But. <laughs> There's money. There's money in them. There, hills. There certainly is. There certainly is. I just watched the documentary on Canon Films. There was. There's money to be made in these terrible action movies. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were all Canon, weren't they? They. The early Van Dams were. Bloodsport, Cyborg. Yeah. yeah, the early Van Dams were. Kickboxer. Speaking of Cyborg, did you know Cyborg was meant to be a sequel to the He-Man movie? Well. Not necessarily. Cyborg wasn't, but they used sets that were meant for the se- the sequel to the He-Man movie. Um, that uh, they canceled that movie, and they they used a lot of the sets for it, and some of the costumes and stuff like that. And overseas, when it plays on TV in some countries, they call it Cyborg colon Masters of the Universe two, even though it has <laughs> nothing to do with Masters of the Universe in any way. So. Cyborg is like the the Halloween three equivalent. Yes, yes. Let's call um, it the Halloween three of He Man movies. 
Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. The season of the <laughs> season of the witch. Which yeah. is it? Yeah. I like that this is Daniel Cormier talk. Like that's how much he <laughs> right, matters. Right. We, that's <laughs> exactly. how much he matters. It mattered so much I, we had to find I, a way to I, talk I about these Van Damme. So bad, but we're talking about Van Damme movies somehow. So. Well, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. Van Damme movies are much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> you agree with me too, Rick. I never not agree with you. It's just I understand what you're doing, and I will always treasure that moment where I figured out your yeah, you know your what? mo when it came when to Daniel Cormier. When you're Cormier. older, 15 years from now, you're gonna wish you had a champ like Daniel Cormier, somebody reliable and respectable who will rub your feet when you had a bad day at work, and will wash the dishes after dinner, and and raise your kids, and all those things. <laughs> No, no. Is that just what I used Perhaps. to tell myself so I didn't cry myself to sleep at night in high school? I don't. Know. You still did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to geek stuff, okay. nerd stuff, and to more hopeless causes, <laughs> which are which include Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars! <laughs> Last Jedi set hopeless. to come out really soon on Netflix, guys. Like really next, soon. this week. Hopeless this week. Yes. Hopeless in that the fans are hopeless. Uh, all right. So let's, let's do let's this. Begin at, let's begin at the beginning. Although I should headline. This is what Rick Rick so cleverly titled it in our show rundown, which is go fund me colon. Not just America's answer to universal health care. You know, I got some good one liners, but I can't say them on the air. It ruins the mystique of me. <laughs> If you sound smart, people will like you less. I don't know about that. I I, I have a persona, you know. You're a news person. I'm a, yeah. a, a, a foul mouth DJ. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is now? Is that what this is? Hasn't it always been, Tom? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I just don't okay. know. I always thought of us more as a Norman Cliff kind of duo. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we anyway. digress. All right, so let's begin at the beginning, which is Solo did not do well at the box office. And there's a sect of Star Wars fans, we'll call them bitchy old farts, that <laughs> don't care for The Last Jedi for reasons. <laughs> reasons that would include spoilers for a seven-month-old movie, but I've been chastised by Rick for spoiling. <laughs> I'm literally going to watch it this week. Can you just give me five more days? What, Solo? <laughs> no. no. Last Jedi. No, Last okay. Jedi. You still haven't seen it? No. I I move very slowly in these trepid times, Chris. I, I, Except Solo, I, I, which you I, I saw the weekend easy. it came out. However, yes. one was paid for by him. One will not be paid for by him. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. That's what it, the... The bar. Yeah, is. I think that's what the, I think that's where the bar is. Yes, okay. he's really not wrong. He's <laughs> really truly not wrong. Cheapness is the bar. <laughs> anyway, everyone has everyone has their own thing, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone has their own thing. We all have criteria. Anyway, thank you. Um, so and a collection. There was a report this week that uh, because Solo didn't perform well, Lucasfilm was going to has canceled all of its other uh, Solo Star or spinoff Star Wars movies in development. 
like the all of them, like the Yoda movie and the Boba Fett movie and the uh, Obi Wan movie, none of which has been formally announced by Lucasfilm. So how they could cancel something they've never announced in the first place, I don't know. Don't let that get in the way, though. No. So Lucasfilm had to come out this week and say that those reports were speculative and premature and that there are still several unannounced Star Wars movies in development, which means maybe they did cancel these. Maybe these were never in development. Maybe they're still in development. Who knows? Basically, Lucasfilm, in not having announced anything to start with, can say, yeah, we got movies in development, and maybe they canceled some, and maybe they didn't, and it doesn't fucking matter, because they don't have to tell us. <laughs> but um, that left a lot of people crying and bitching and whining that they might not get their Boba Fett movie, which, who cares? We don't need one. Uh, or their old man Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. Like, we need a movie taking place in the years where he sits in a hut in the desert. He's got to think about things. He's things yeah. to think about. Yes, yes. That's stuff. Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy, a Star Wars story. <laughs> nice. Um, and we don't need these, but anyway. Um, so we had that, the crying and gnashing of teeth of Star Wars fans for those reasons. And then now these fucking morons who have <laughs> raised $15 million. One, five million. Million! That's like a bigger budget than any Bloomhouse film, yes. right? Yes, I think you're right. I don't think the like new Halloween gonna, movie has cost that much. That's gonna. That's a bigger budget than like the Spawn Bloomhouse movie. <laughs> Fifteen million is is probably eight Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, conservatively four. <laughs> Somewhere between four and eight Kevin Smith films, I suppose. I guess I guess it all depends on if one of them has a rubber poop monster in it. Yeah, you know. It's like the that's like the lotto the like I'll I'll buy a lotto ticket if it gets to like fifteen minutes. You know, like that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of money. Um That is that is three action comics number ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone up in value, I see. <laughs> So but, uh, yeah, this group yeah, has 15, launched a website, a website and social media groups to call them, uh, called Remake the Last Jedi. And yeah. basically they want, they've raised this money and they have producers who they claim are willing to cover more uh, to, uh, and they've offered uh, to pay for a remake of The Last Jedi themselves if Disney and Lucasfilm will allow them to, to quote, Set the story on the proper course. Now, why do they know these people? They they've been in the movie industry for a very long time. They, I don't they know. made the other Star Wars. Some well, no, they didn't. Definitely didn't make any of the other Star Wars movies. They may mm. be people who who work in the movie industry or tangentially are related to the movie industry. In that one makes coffee at craft services. Um, <laughs> they want their voice heard. These fans who've pledged this money want their voice heard and uh they also claim that they'll uh address carrie fisher's uh inability to film more scenes for a remake in that they'll they'll be able to keep all of her footage in they figured out a way supposedly oh oh yeah. good i'm 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 really grateful i'm sure her estate will be more than happy to sign off on this gigantic sack of shit well like without a second thought let's first of all this ain't happening but fifteen million, Tom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, Second of all, this is terrible. It like, it, well, I, it goes back to the people who pledged it, I suppose. Okay. But like, 
really, this is what you're going to put your money toward? Like, you were able to raise $15 million for this. Butthurt Star Wars fans were willing to spend $15 million. And we, we can't raise money to, I don't know, co- give people health care or feed hungry <laughs> children or, uh, you know, not turn Texas into Germany in 1938. Um, but we can raise money so that... <laughs> they make another movie about Luke Skywalker. Uh, isn't that, isn't this kind of like what has been our show in a nutshell? Like this, this is this our is, show is, to an extreme. This is the, this is the alt right of our show. Well, no, I, I'm sorry. Let me, let me like what we've always railed against. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Super fandom. Absolutely. Not just super. It's not, it's not super fandom. It's, Calm the fuck down, fandom. It's ownership, it's, you can't this claim do this. of ownership of a thing. Like you want your voice heard, so you want to erase a movie that made nearly a billion dollars. So clearly, some people liked it. Uh, so that Star Wars can be done the way you think it should be done. Now, who made you arbiter of Star Wars? Right. Like because what? Because you don't like how they portrayed Luke because it doesn't fit with how he was in novels that no longer matter. Or that you think that they shouldn't have killed Han Solo, or that well, I want the movies to be with you know to have char- the characters I know and I like. Let's forget that they're approaching their seventies and can't sustain more movies. And if you want Star Wars to continue to exist, there need to be new characters. But none of that, none of that is is it's it's thinking fondly on your childhood. And not recognizing reality. It's voting with your heart and not your mind. It's it's all of those it's, things. It's, it's, but it's to an extreme. It's it's these people yes. who think that what's in my head is should be the way it is. And like, look, I'm not. I am not uh, innocent here in that I've done said similar things about. I mean, we have period have said similar things about DC and Superman and all of that stuff, but. I think we also know that it's not up to us. Yeah. That, and I'm not leading a crusade to raise yeah. 15. I'm not leading a crusade to raise $15, but <laughs> 15 million. Dude, like, if we could lead it, a it, crusade it, to raise $15 million. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. No, we certainly no, wouldn't. Case, right? like, no, no, we would, but we'd, we'd be, be doing, doing it, on it you know, every day and we'd actually be gleeful about yeah. it. Yeah, we'd enjoy it. And there'd be people. <laughs> there'd be people to edit it for us, <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but no, like I, you have to be there. There, there's a term in in Yiddish that I think applies here, and the term is schmuck. <laughs> you, you schmucks, all of you, just every one of you, schmuck. Through Schmuckenstein, every single last one of you assholes. Fifteen million because you didn't like a movie. Holy shit! And like you were saying at the beginning of this, we couldn't find anything better to do with that money. Maybe I don't know. Here's a thought: Why don't you ask Mark Hamill? Hey, Mark, we wanted to do something in your name. You think you seem to be happy with the Last Jedi, but holy shit, we weren't. What can we do? to donate to that you think is cool so that people know how much we love this franchise. That's just off the top of my head. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be better than 
Just fifteen million dollars to prove I, how butt hurt you are. Look at this. I'm reading now. They claim they may have as much as ninety million in pledges to cover the remainder of the but like budget. Now, the last Jedi budget was was two hundred million estimated, like to make the actual movie. Well, they're just going to be splicing in new things, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh God! Just use what they I'm, got. I'm already. reading. I'm reading their website now and they are saying that we tell stories because they're enjoyable and we can learn lessons and a hero is someone we can relate to that faces obstacles and the more relatable a hero is the more compelling the story when we decide to edit out the human element from within a story then the story is no longer compelling and this is why many of us point at the last jedi as having a bad story because the characters aren't relatable to how many how many go fuck yourselves do I need to throw out here? Just out of curiosity. Like what's the proper amount of you can go fuck yourself? Just out of curiosity, Tom. This is just I'm I'm looking at this website and I wanna just like drill a hole in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to like this spits in the face? Of everything and everyone that you hold that you as a nerd would this hold is ridiculous dear. like they claim that it's it's divided the fans are completely divided and the core goal of Star Wars has been abandoned the fandom in a general as a whole needs to enjoy a Star Wars film that's the goal of Star Wars I'm sorry where were you in 2000 1999 through 2005 what was happening then in Star Wars the prequels <laughs> The prequels, which well, divided see, all the of the prequels, fans. The prequels are now considered gold because of Reddit and constant memes. So that there you go. So now, okay, they have they have a hundred and fifty four million dollars in pledges according to their website. Jeez. Now here's the thing, though. Yeah, no one is... who pledged, no one who pledged is required to put in their financial or personal information. Just an email address and an amount of money. So Joe Blow could set up a, a fake email address and say, oh, I'll give you $2 million. And he doesn't have $2 million. But basically they say the producers behind this project are covering the budget. But if people want to pledge money, then they can have their voices heard too. So this is basically going to be a Star Wars movie by committee, which those always work. Movies made by committee always work, right? Because Justice League was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> Everyone agrees. Everyone, Everyone agrees. agrees. That's not divisive. Everyone agrees. Uh, and what I love about this is that Ryan Johnson, who directed Last Jedi, <laughs> tweeted in response to this, please, 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 please actually happen. <laughs> which is awesome and james gunn the director of, of the two guardians of the galaxy films among others uh said he will gladly spend that 300 million on a movie that is not remaking a movie from a year ago and he's asking them to call him <sighs> these guys yeah yeah just these people exacerbated like these size all people. around. You don't own Star Wars. I'm sorry you didn't like the movie. Let go of what you think the movie should be. Watch the movie. You don't want to watch Star Wars anymore? Fine. Then burn, melt all of your fucking figures from 1980 and 
throw your sheets in the garbage and get rid of your wedding pictures where you and your wife were dressed as stormtroopers. I'm sorry, then you don't like it anymore. Big effing deal. Move on with your life. Or ignore the new movies and just watch your bootleg Laserdisc copies of the pre-special edition original trilogy, then. We don't need this. This is what gives no. nerd. This is this is the, you know, the, the internet has been so great for nerddom, as a whole because we've been able to connect with people who share our interests from all over the world. It's let it's let audiences save shows they love like Veronica Mars Lucifer. and Lucifer yeah. and and all of these shows that got reprieves and got to come back because their fans mobilized to show, hey, we're here. There's an audience. Um, you know, and didn't have to do a letter writing campaign like they had to do for Star Trek 50 years ago. Um, it, it's been great in all of those ways, but now we're at a point where it's not just about connecting anymore. It's they think that we as fans need to have some control, and that's not how this works. This is a one way communication. Like the maker, the content creators make the content. You like it or don't like it. That's the transaction. That's it. And then you're you're actually allowed to bitch about that as much as right. you like. You can too. have an right. opinion. Yeah. You're allowed to complain. Complain all you want. Tell your friends why you think it's no good. But really, you're going to propose that Disney hire you now to do what you think should be done because why? Because you just didn't like the last one? That's oh, not a good enough I, reason. I, I misunderstood this whole campaign. I thought this was <laughs> like, we're going to raise a massive amount of money to do like a fanfic. No, but they want is... this to be official. They basically are telling huh. Disney, like, let us do an official remake of last Jedi and it won't cost you a dime. We'll pay for all of it. Just let us fix it. Only we can fix this. Like I, These guys this, if this, this is not going to work, but, uh, couldn't you see this giving birth to the Zack Snyder cut truthers about Justice League wanting to do something like this now? Oh, yeah, I guess I could. Couldn't I, Chris? Because well, because they I, wouldn't well, have to raise things. nearly this much money in order to yeah, just put the VFX in the Zack Snyder cut of the film, which supposedly the movie's exists. done, right? Like, well, it's, so it's that... gone now. I'm sure that editing timeline's been trashed. They'd have to start over, but it's not going to cost $200 million. No. But I mean, but that's where, like, I think a reasonable thing would be, like, who is that? Who is that? Brian Polito, whoever it was that that used to do Lady Death. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he he went and did some sort of like a GoFundMe or a, what's the other one? The other crowdsourcing thing. Yeah, I don't remember what the other one is, but I know what you. Mean. I don't know. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, right. Where you know it's sort of a self-published well i guess they you couldn't do that with the snyder you can't uh, no because you like can't make self, money it off of a, it's got to be official of, like they could do it like fans fans have recut uh tried to piece together like an original director's cut of a new hope using the footage that was cut even before it was released theatrically the first time um there are guys who've done long better cuts of the prequels and stuff and those are allowed as long as you sell, give them away for free. But okay. um, so if like somebody found somehow the Snyder cut of the movie as a bootleg and decided to do the effects on their own, even if they put up all the money and did them right, 
as long as they gave it away, then they're not going to get sued. Warner Brothers wouldn't like it, but they can't really sue them. Um, okay. But the moment you try and make a dime off of it is where you get a problem. But it's not happening. Like, it's, it's, there's no way. First of all, there's not an audience for it. Like, Justice League was released to an echo chamber of, of, of silence from fans. Like, it made Man of Steel money, maybe. Right. Which is, is not good for a movie that's got the most popular superheroes in the world in it all together. Right. Um, that's bad. That means that there is there are not enough people for it to be financially viable for Warner Brothers to ever do this. Uh, unless they're talking about 25 years, 30 years on, like what they did with the Donner cut of Superman 2. And even that, they didn't finish the effects in it. There's a lot of storyboards yeah, inserted in there and sketches, stuff that oh, was never test shot. Footage, yeah, right? some of it's test footage. You know, it's put it's pieced together, but it's not a film not something you could release in a movie theater um but you're talking about something that would be done for nostalgia purposes or for some historic perspective um not not something that's done to revitalize a franchise or quote course correct or anything like that there's just it's just will never happen and this the same thing with last jedi why would disney do this disney made almost a billion dollars on last jedi they can point to that and say well i got $900 $900 million says you're wrong that this didn't divide fans and they liked it. So why should I, even if it's going to cost me nothing, why should I let you do this? Also, you can't do this. You just, you just well, can't no, do they this. Can't, this they can't allowed. open Pandora's box here. Like no, the moment no. this, the moment they would allow this, you've, you've just opened a whole ton of crap. Yeah. I agree. Like you, you just, it's impossible. Like it'll never happen. And, and it's sad because these people have the ability to apparently raise all this money. They should put it to a core cause that would actually benefit people and not some bullshit like this because they're whining about my childhood, my childhood. <laughs> Who will ever make me feel better? Nothing, nothing will. No, no. If I can't watch more Luke Skywalker stories, when. I want Star Wars to be about the people I like. <sighs> nothing else. Yeah, nothing else ever. Let's just make Luke stories until Mark Hamill dies, and then we'll just use his corpse. <laughs> Bring in the Hamill corpse. Yeah, wheel him out. Let's go. <laughs> Good lord, they'll have they'll have Andy Serkis strap the corpse on over himself and do it as mocap. Oh God. I mean, it. he's going to get old, too, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah, sooner or later, I'll have to find somebody else to do it, I guess. It's fucking terrible. Like, yeah, Star Wars fans are, are the worst. They're just never happy, ever. Yeah, why is, be happy, is, is why be happy only when you can just be miserable all the time? Fan subculture that really does that? I mean, like... And not like this. Not that self-immolates like this and hates on the own thing that they love. Like, it's ridiculous how this happens. Like, oh, the pre we're so excited. We've got first new Star Wars in 16 years. The prequels, we've been talking about this forever. It's out. It's here. We're going to hear what Lucas says is the backstory to this. Oh, it didn't fit with what we thought in our heads. We hate this. It's terrible. It's awful. 
but we're still going to go. And then the next one and the next one, and we hate this and it's terrible. And oh, Darth Vader went, no, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It's awful. I'm glad yeah, he's I not guess. making any more Star Wars. And then five years after, I'm glad he's not making any more. Man, I wish they would make more Star Wars. I miss Star Wars. Oh, look, <laughs> Disney's buying Lucasfilm. We're going to get seven, eight, nine. Finally, even though Lucas said they weren't going to happen, but he already said that they were way before that. Now we're going to get them. I'm so excited. The first one's here. Oh, it's great. No, it sucks. It's Abrams' remake of A New Hope. Blah, blah, wah, wah. They killed no, Han Solo. I remember that. I, <laughs> I remember that being a big issue. <sighs> Like, oh, it's just basically right, a new right. hope the all over again. The prequels are not oh, okay. enough like the original trilogy. Force Awakens is too much like the original trilogy. <laughs> and they killed Han Solo. Wah, wah. Last Jedi. We're finally going to get the answer to who Rey's parents are, and we're going to learn more about where how Kylo Ren became evil, and we're going to see Luke fight and be a badass Jedi Master. This sucks. Luke is, Luke's <laughs> been in hiding for years, and he's not like in the books, and we don't know who Rey's <laughs> parents like are really now. This sucks. Now we want to raise money and make our own. Fuck you. Why is it not like Just what I wanted fuck to be in you. my head? Right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Fine. It's not like what you wanted it to be in your head. That's what fan fiction's for. Write fan fiction. Get your masturbatory Star Wars fantasies out and just move on with your life. And you do if you do fan fiction right, you end up creating your own whole like subgenre, right. like Fifty Shades of Grey is fan fiction for Twilight. It was. Just that's how it, that's that. how it started, and then she changed the character names and released it and made them billions of dollars. Like that can be a thing. Kind of mad now. All of a sudden, <laughs> suddenly I'm upset about something, and I don't know why. <laughs> Just oh, uh, driving me crazy. Yeah. All right. So because it's driving me crazy. Let's move on to something else where another company is is trying to cater to the grouchy 30-something set who still buys its product. And let's we talk promise. about DC we Comics. This is what you want. <laughs> this, is, this is what you want. You told us. Yes. You told us you wanted to buy comics in the grocery store I, again, right? So DC Comics I is did. releasing giant size uh, 100-page anthology comic books. This is awesome. Only in Walmart. <laughs> only in Walmart. They'll come out July 1st. They'll feature Batman, Superman, the Justice League, and the Teen Titans. I mean, it's... I don't think it'll help. Or I don't think... Not that I don't think it'll help. It will definitely help get people back into reading comics, or at least get a new generation to read comics. Because will it, it makes it... I mean, it... It'll make it more accessible, right? Like, because right now, like, who wants to go to, like, a comic shop? You know, like, like a five-year-old who wants to read comics doesn't know to go to a comic shop. Whereas, like, right now, if you know, most people will go to a Walmart on a regular basis of anything just just to get not as like comic books, but just to get something, right? And if they happen to pass by, if it's well placed. These anthology comics, it very well could spark the interest in kids because into reading comics because obviously movies like Justice League aren't. Um, I, I hope it you know just to get kids reading comic books again would be an awesome thing in my eyes and and, and accessibility is is always a good thing you know and, yeah, and for a I good don't... price point of five bucks is you know for a hundred pages is not bad. 
I don't know if this is that though. Like I really, I, I hear what you're saying and what you're saying is perfectly reasonable and maybe this is, but I just, I don't see kids going into Walmart and going to the giant racks of coloring books and saying, Oh, here's a comic book. I want to, I mean, like, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, they still sell those piles of comics that you can buy uh, uh, for like five bucks and you get like 20 random books in it from the eighties, nineties and whenever. And they're all garbage. I get that. Trust me, but nobody's buying those. Why would people want to buy this? Well, that's because it's 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 like the the piles of garbage comics that you just referred to, like the you know that you get at like all these outlet or something. Yeah. Are are. I mean, it's a lot of them are you know the amalgam age of comics. Well, actually, those are kind of cool. Um, <laughs> or, like the 80s, like new universe from Marvel and, you know, a lot of the, the new 52, you know, of those 52, the, the, the 30 that didn't work, you know, a lot of it's those, you know, and, and not to say those are bad, but I'm not sure those were the best iconic sort of like comic books that kids could and should be reading to kind of well who am i to tell kids what they like but am i am i turning into that star wars guy like i think i, I think this. you're doing it with altruism in your heart though like you think this would be cool you think maybe it'll do well with kids i look at it like this is this is poorly timed at best this is not interesting and it's only available at walmart and as we all know walmart is a bastion for all things wonderful and great in the universe here's here's what i think um, I think, I think what Chris is hoping for is what the intent is with this, but I don't see it happening for a couple of reasons. The first is, uh, DC does not have another media product to ensnare kids right now. Like they know Superman in that, Hey, that's Superman, but they're not like dying for Superman stories because there's no movie or television show that's like a cartoon or whatever that's like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like, Justice League action is on, but it's not like a huge hit. Uh, so, a kid going through the store is not going to ask necessarily for this Teen Titans comic that looks nothing like Teen Titans Go, which is the thing that they're used to seeing. Uh, mm -hmm. Or this Justice League comic, which has uh, somebody they don't recognize on the cover. Um, the second thing is these books are going to be an anthology of all different stories from the past 20 years centering around these characters. So how is a kid who's just starting to read going to even understand what the hell's going on in these hundred pages to get they, into anything? If they're chosen well, you know, I, I'm not sure who the editor is in putting these anthologies together. If they, they choose the right stories to to really get to the core of what each of they each of them are. Then I think mission accomplished. Well, see, here's like, here's the thing with that though. Like, look at Superman. Okay, let's just look at the last twenty years of Superman, nineteen ninety eight to now. How many times has DC retold his origin in the last twenty years? Oof. Birthright, Birthright, Jeff Johns' uh, origin story, the one Bendis yeah, is doing origin. now, New 52, yep. uh, Superman for All Seasons, I think, fits somewhere in the early part of there. Uh, 
No, that's it's yeah, it's definitely it's all early. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's five. That's five off the top of our heads. There's got it, and there's probably at least a couple more. But how many of them are so? Like of those five, are they all so far off from one another? I mean, in some respects, Birthright's pretty far off from a lot of the other ones. New Fifty Two is kind of far. Um, yeah, you know, it, this is um, this well, is not an easy well, thing to do. And my question is, how is making giant sized comics in Walmart going to do all the things that we're discussing right now? How is that the line? How is that going to do it? Why not, you know, why not do a campaign where all of these giant sized books get put into um, libraries at junior highs or or, or uh, elementary schools or something? I mean, if if the idea is to get new readers, why are we going into Walmart, which is not really going to be your best option? And keeping the price low is fantastic. I I don't see this actually doing what they set it out to do, though. I just don't. No, I think what they needed think- to do instead of using stories that have already been published is do 100 pages. Use your use your up and coming writers and artists that no one's ever heard of like they did in the 80s when they had coloring books and all that stuff like the guys who drew like the superpowers coloring books and the art for the stuff. Those were low, low tier DC artists who eventually moved up because they did so well at those things. Get those guys and do a hundred page giant of Superman stories that are geared toward younger readers and that boil down the essence of who the character is, like you said, Chris. Like if they give people here, this is who Superman is, and this is what Superman's about, and this is some cool stories with Superman in them. Instead of here's an Andy Kubert thing from ten years ago, and here's whatever <laughs> happened to the man of tomorrow, and here's a thing from uh, Bendis now, and here's here's another what was thing Turner's, from what was, what was the Michael Turner book? Uh, uh, Godfall. Oh, Godfall. Godfall. Yeah, yeah but that wasn't exactly. really an origin. I mean, that you know, we can all agree that doesn't belong in there. But that's the thing. Like you know, so instead of piecemealing stuff together, do something that's new that's geared for this audience, and then try and get it in other stores besides just Walmart. I'm sure Walmart paid for the exclusivity, which is financing some of this project. Which is, mm. um, but if you're really that serious about opening up your product to a new generation, then invest some damn money in it and then donate a bunch to public libraries and elementary school media centers. That's how you, that's how you get this in kids' hands. Well, I wonder if it's sort of like a strange, like cross promo thing. I'm like, what, what do kids uh, do they still do the types of things where, like, a, if they buy like a Blu-ray or a DVD or something that a comic is included, is some sort of a, a multi-combo pack? It's rare, you know, like a That's collector really, edition type really of thing, rare. and that would be really expensive too, I guess, if if they do sell those. But I don't know. I just, and to me, anytime they're trying to make comics affordable and widely distributed and easy to access. To to get him in younger readers' hands, that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and you you're know, not this, wrong. This, this might not, not be a, bad. This is not a bad thing. I just don't think it's going to work the way we hope it will work, or the way DC hopes it will work. Oh, I mean, this is no no magic bullet or silver you bullet. Know, I th- what I think is going to happen is these are going to be bought up by collectors because they're hundred page giants that are only available in Walmart, and you're going to get 
nostalgic people in their 30s buying them, and you're going to get collectors buying them thinking there might be some value to them. Well, hopefully, if those collectors buy them, then, uh, you know, that'll up the the demand for them. They'll keep doing it, right? right yeah, right? but that's the right? thing. Yeah. If, they, if the collectors keep snapping them all up, then kids oh, aren't going to get yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, good you know, it's it's like toys. It's like it's damn like it. the damn chase figures in the action figure sets. Like, if the kid's <laughs> never gonna get his hands on a freaking Captain America because some sweaty bought them all because he thinks he can sell them <laughs> on eBay. Some sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with President haircut. This like, you're, oh oh man, this is good stuff. Like you know, if that guy's buying all the damn Captain America Marvel Legends figures, then what the hell? How is how is eight year old Johnny ever gonna want to get into what playing with Captain America action figures? True. Mm. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's bitch about one more thing from childhood, and that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because they're making a third Ninja Turtles movie. That's right. There have been two oh, already. Good. They've been. They've been pretty popular, right? Well, the, first like one, I, uh, the first one made like 400 or so million at the box office, uh, which is pretty respectable. 493, almost 500. And then they did a sequel called Out of the Shadows, which did uh, about half that. So now they're going to reboot the whole fucking thing. Oh, uh, th- this is the animated one or the live action? No, the, the, the live action ones, the, the mocap, oh, the oh, ones with Megan uh, Fox. Uh-huh. Oh, um, we're gonna re- reboot this. Yeah, huh? we're gonna reboot it already. Same production company, uh. which is Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes, which you know, since they did so well with the first two, let's have them handle the reboot. And has there has there been a reason given as to why uh, we're rebooting? Yeah, because so Out of the Shadows, the seek the second one, uh, made half what the first one did, which was disappointing. So oh. eh, just start oh. over. <laughs> but but if, that's but, what you do. But now. Why? That's what you do now. That's what they did with oh. Amazing Spider-Man. Eh, oh, second okay, one, enough. the second one didn't wasn't as good. Let's uh, let's figure out a way to reboot this fucker. <laughs> I I just I don't see a need to reboot uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja. Like, couldn't you just make a third movie? <laughs> yeah, like what? Right. What is has has the continuity gotten so convoluted that? <laughs> of the third movie like it would just be incomprehensible i don't know i didn't see the second one the first one was pretty bad um it's got a, there's a cartoon on nickelodeon the toys are still popular my four-year-old nephew loves the ninja turtles um there's let the movies rest for a little bit and then if you want to reboot it reboot it but if you're not happy with the return you're getting why reboot it right this second like just just let it rest or or just make a third movie and right. you know maybe put less of a budget into yeah, it. Yeah, don't spend right. as much. You know the three the three movies the three Ninja Turtles movies that they made when we were kids the live action ones they were made I it was they, four. No, they made three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Um, they were all made for less than a hundred million dollars. So wait, there was Turtles, Turtles, Turtles and Time. Well, no, Turtles Two: The Secret of the Ooze with oh, Vanilla Ice. That's right, and yeah, then and, and then Turtles the third one was, was yeah, where they go back to feudal Japan. Which Turtles in Time was not the name of it; that was the name of the video game, the sequel to the oh. Turtles video game in the arcades. Was Turtles in Time? Close enough. But they did but, time. Yeah, travel. I mean, I those movies were were all equally terrible and. <laughs> yeah. There was three but of the them, first and then they one, were gone. The first for a one cost time. like seventy-eight million, and it made two hundred back in the early nineties. Like, <laughs> that's a huge hit. 
A huge hit. It's proven. You can do these on the cheap and kids will watch them. And that's who you're making them for anyway. There's no reason to reboot this thing. The only reason to reboot is just... it. Um, you, we've all seen Deadpool 2 at this point. Is that correct? Is that a proper statement? I have statement? not seen it. Chris has not. Oh, okay. It's just I mean, if you writing. spoil it, I don't care. No, no, this is just poor writing. This is this is a this is poor writing and poor thought process. Instead of doing one thing, let's just do the most obvious thing. It's not a good idea, but who said anything about being good? Right. It's just an idea. It just has to be a thing. Someone shit in my hand so I can throw that shit at this wall, <laughs> and then we'll find out what our next idea is. <laughs> good lord. What is what is what is geekdom coming to, guys? We're losing we're losing the mission to civilize. We're failing horribly. Well, not necessarily. Here's why this is a positive. Check this out. It's not sexualizing any particular female characters. Oh god. Here we go. <laughs> so on that end, it's a positive. <laughs> why Rick, whatever do you mean? Well, Tom, as you may know, uh, there is a new movie that is all the rage starring uh, your favorite uh, version of the first family, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Let's go with that. Sure. OK. OK. Um, yes. So The Incredibles, the only Pixar movie not to have a sequel, but yet somehow the only one deserving of it outside of Toy Story. Well, it had a uh, this is the sequel well, I, up until now. Ah. Yes. Yes. Like everyone was like, oh my God, when are they going to make a second Incredibles movie? And they're like, no, Cars 3. And everyone went, oh. Well, they never did make a Bug's Life 2. So, well, you know, I thought Ants was, was like the thematic part two of Bug's Life. <laughs> but they came out at the same time. You heard me. <laughs> um, anyway, so Incredibles 2 is out, and the movie is very uh, centric on Elastigirl, the mom. Yes. Um, so much so that she is quite the badass and, you know, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't be certain, but from what I've seen on the interwebs, there is a great amount of attention played to her ample posterior, I suppose. Oh Lord. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it, it is becoming even for my tastes a bit much. <laughs> that is really saying something. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's only so much cartoon bedunk I can stare at before just going, this is this is just weird. Like I, the Bugs Bunny and drag reference from earlier today. Uh, you know, mm. Ooh, well, that's... here's here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, first of all, this is not the first time uh, gross, horny men have been uh, objectifying female cartoon characters. That goes all the way back to <laughs> Betty Boop. And right up on through Betty Rubble and Judy Jetson and Lois Griffin, even. <laughs> oh, God. Let me tell you the things See? I've seen about Lois Griffin. See? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Gross. Um, these, are, these are drawings. They're not like, I mean, really, if, you, if this is what does it for you, just draw your own. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just pencil and paper, you in a room. So funny you would mention that. Um, one of my friends is an artist, and uh, she uh, 
was showing me some of the stuff she's working on. And I said, man, that's really those, you know, the drawings are really amazing. And the, well, the, the chicks are really hot. And she goes, yeah, that's the whole reason why I wanted to start drawing is so that I could draw sexy ladies whenever I wanted. Well, <laughs> that was not an expected reaction, it's, but I can appreciate it. I mean, yeah, if that's, if that's what your thing is, then, then more power to you. But I don't know if I need to know about it on Twitter. That's all. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't and know. And I mean, you know, it's funny because 14 years ago, the first Incredibles came out and mm -hmm. at the time, People uh, applauded the way they drew Elastigirl because it was like, she looks like a real mom. Mm -hmm. And now it's the thickness. Like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> no, it's just gross. Okay. <laughs> this is gross now. But, you know, what was really weird about all this is that it started with them essentially saying, yeah, I mean, she's kind of a thick girl. Like, right, there's nothing like, wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, like, she looks like she's had three children. Like, yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. But that, that, did not last like it wasn't just oh cool it was yeah she looks like a thick girl yeah no. <laughs> exactly yeah some ledge some ledge is just like yeah she does yes much thickness most appropriate it's gross i mean it's, it is this, gross. Is, it's a, this is a series of ones and zeros in a computer that's what this is like stick your dick in the usb drive then and be done with it okay <laughs> but but tom what about all the porn parodies the all the four oh, parodies. I'm though. sure those exist already. <laughs> Movie's been out two weeks. I'm sure they exist. <laughs> so gross. By the way, if everyone, if anyone ever complains about lazy writing, I, I, I venture you to just meander on over to the world of the pornographies to see what? some true lazy writing. Isn't that a given, though? I mean, yes and no. Like, it, it, one has to wonder at some point if you're doing Elastigirl, um, uh, uh, porn parody. Like, even even the porn guy at one point has to sort of be like, "Man, we've really this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we've lost the plot here." You know. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a concern of theirs. I'm just I not. Mean, it might not be. You might be right. We know it's but not a concern of the audience who tends to consume these things 35 to 40 seconds at a time. So. Well, that much I'd agree with. But <laughs> yeah, um, I just some sometimes I just wonder about where are we as a society here? Like what what have we what have we wrought unto ourselves? Just, this is what we are now. We are we are an id. We're just a collective id. Plugged into the internet, spewing the whatever. Yeah, the internet. That's good. Um, just spewing invective and horrible, racist, dark things, telling everyone to kill <laughs> themselves, and talking about uh, ha having sex with cartoons. This is what it is now. <laughs> so normally, this wouldn't really even be on my radar because you're right. That is the internet. I just thought it was really bizarre how this went from really adorable kind of you know nice to just plain creepy as hell in like the turn of a day yeah like i was i was impressed with how much it made me nauseous that was something i couldn't i, I had i had to give credit it's a credit Paul. to you as a human being i guess sir it demonstrates some personal growth well i mean there's only so much there's only so much tom <laughs> Oh, God, this is awful.
only in the most obvious sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only in the only in the most normal human sense of the word. <laughs> is it awful or is it just that we as a society are awful? Well, here's the thing. This is this is something that it's a larger dilemma here. It's and that is have we have we become awful because we're desensitized or have we always been this base and terrible and the anonymity of the internet just allows us to show it? I don't know. I mean, we're getting into some, <laughs> we're getting into some areas that I don't feel comfortable being a part of like, in terms of, Oh, I'm not just talking about with this. I'm talking about in general with the way people just talk to each other on the internet. Oh, well, the internet, you know, there, there is no what, scum of high villainy, whatever the hell yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a that, wretched that hive of scum and villainy, for sure. That one, yeah, that one. But, you know, it's, again, were we always this terrible, and we just didn't have an outlet for it, and now we do? Like, are we, we're inching closer to the purge. This is what's happening now. <laughs> some men are born terrible, some men have terribleness thrust upon them, and some men achieve terrible. Or something like that. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> this show is going to achieve terrible, I think. Aw. Maybe we Achieve terrible, know. by the way. That's That just sounds like, you know, something that you would do while watching Elastigirl. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> achieve <laughs> terrible was actually the high school rival band of Avenged Sevenfold. Achieved terrible is uh, <laughs> what you do when you're playing an Xbox game for nine and a half hours. <laughs> yes, so long so that you've left your own stench into the fabric of the couch. Oh, I've achieved terrible. Yeah, I've had a roommate that did that. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that was bad. We've all had that roommate. <laughs> roll out of bed and just play Madden from 1030 in the morning until 930 at night. We don't need a shower. It's fine. Yeah. Uh. Showering is overrated. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Well. <sighs> God. <sighs> Another fine mess we've gotten ourselves into, Tom. <laughs> yeah, let's see our way out of it, Rick. <laughs> let's, get, let's roll on into the big finish here. So what, sir, is pissing you off this week? Oh, well, Tom, I'll tell you. Above all else, the one thing that is absolutely pissing me off these days, more than anything... Is the goddamn scale. <laughs> okay. This motherfucker doesn't know when to step up. All right? It tells me that I'm, I'm losing weight. It tells me I'm gaining weight. It tells me many things. But mostly, it just won't accept that, like, th there's, no, there's no yes or no. It's just, it's just all or nothing with this piece of shit. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it, Tom. <laughs> I either need to lose weight or I need to gain weight, but I can't keep doing this up and down thing. And no, I do not see what the issue is. It is definitely the scale's fault. It is not mine. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Is this like, are we talking like a pound or two here? Because that's normal fluctuation. So the other day I got on the scale. Okay. And it said like 240. And I'm like, all right, well, that sucks, but at least it's moving. In a direction. <laughs> in a direction. Okay. And uh, I can, I can do, I can, I can work with 240. I can do better with 240. This is not that bad. Well, then I got on it like a couple of days ago, and it's down to like 
235. And then I got back from the gym today and it's down to like 230. And I'm, I'm starting to creep under the 230s maybe if I if I keep it up. And then I just keep I keep looking at it. I'm like, is it is it going to go back up? Is because my diet's not changing, my exercise is getting better, and and I'm sweating constantly. I just never stop. Now I get in the shower, I take a cold shower. Somehow that makes me sweat. I'm always sweating now. Well, always. Okay, so I have two observations. Mm -hmm. In all seriousness, um, are okay. you weighing yourself at the same time each day and in the same? Uh, state of undress? Yes, because you, you once explained to me how that works, so right. it never left my mind. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, at the same, like the same time of day, and don't go by anything it says the rest of the day, just wait till the next day. Um, right. Because you're going to fluctuate throughout the day as you eat and drink and whatever. Um, yes. The other question is about the sweating. Taking cold showers, I've actually read is a good thing, because uh, your body... Uh, burns more energy to bring your body temperature back up to normal. So mm -hmm. um, the sweating is a response to that. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but um, it, it it is it means something's happening. Well, that's sort of it, Tom. I, I think something is happening, but that fucking scale, it doesn't want it, to. It, it's going to go back up and I'm going to be mad at it. <laughs> you know what it really is more than anything is I'm worried that I had it on a wrong position. Oh, so that is possible. Was, yes. <laughs> right. So like it's weighing me. It's either weighing me too little or it was weighing me too much, depending on what corner it may have been attached <laughs> to. A ghost in your house that's putting a finger on the scale behind you. <laughs> Have you ever done that, though, where you're like, yes. holy shit, I lost 14 pounds, yeah, and then you realize the scale's, like, pressed up against something? I did. I was like, oh, I lost 10 pounds in three days? I don't know if that's good or bad, but I like it. And then I yeah. realized, yeah, no, half of the scale is on the is on the floor mat here in the bathroom. Let's move that. <laughs> oh, it's like Homer on the, on, the, <laughs> on the towel rack. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I've but been, I've been through that. I have been through that. Um, yeah. stay, the, stay the course. Uh, yes a thousand points yes. of light a thousand points of light stay the cars holy god a dana carvey doing george h walker bush reference hell yes that's right for the three people who thought that was fantastic won't, well done Thomas. won't do it not gonna do it <laughs> wouldn't be prudent at this juncture so aside from watching stand-up from 16 years ago tom hey. what's pissing you off <laughs> i never stopped watching stand-up and the, Dana that Carvey has that comedy. one stand-up special. He's got that one stand-up special that's just fantastic. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Squatting monkeys Man. tell no lies. Is that it? I think that's it. I why do I, I know that? I don't know. Why I, I would know not that. even pretend to know that. Yeah, I, that's. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> there's something wrong with me. I can't put my finger on what it is, but there's. I think we're getting clearly, to the bottom of it. It's clearly, there's clearly something very wrong with me. <laughs> anyway, did you ask me the question? I don't remember. Yeah, I did, but now I'm just more concerned as to whether or not I should just hang up. <laughs> aphasia. This doesn't aphasia. look like a good option. <laughs> no, uh, I will tell you what is pissing me off, sir, and it is it is me. It is me and my complete lack of awareness of my surroundings. Oh my god! Okay. So this is I'm gonna I'm gonna tell two stories that seem unrelated, and they are except for the fact that they happened within an hour or two of each other on the same day. Oh lord. So yesterday uh, I was at someone else's house, and um, I had to run out to the car to get something, 
there's like a wreath on their door and they have a dog. So I was trying to like only crack the door open a little bit so the dog didn't run out. <clears throat> and I'm like, part of my shoulder is moving this wreath as I'm shutting the door behind me. And so I shut the door and I pull away and the wreath moves again. And I hear it like, you know, swish against the door. And then I feel something jump onto the right side of my face. Like an actual thing left the door and is now situated somewhere in the area between my nose and the bottom of my right eye. So I, of course, as a natural reaction, scream like a little girl with a skinned knee and jump. <laughs> and the thing leaves my face and I see it is a large, large toad slash tree frog creature. Oh, well, that is that is something that can be reasonably frightening. It's just, ah, it's yeah, one of those it was, yeah, yeah, it was not fun. So I completed my duty the whole time going, muttering to myself as I walked out to the car. God, that was gross. Oh, my God, that freaked me out. Oh, my, I got to wash my face. I got to wash my face. What am I doing? So of course, I ran into the house after I was done and scrubbed my face to the point where I think all of the skin on that side of my face is new. I look very much like Data in First Contact now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you used to chastise me for the endless references of Star Trek? <laughs> it's only funny when I do it. Oh, apologies. <laughs> I wasn't aware. <laughs> anyway. Yes, please continue. I, I haven't learned my lesson yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, later this same day, I, um, I was driving and nature called, so I stopped at a Walgreens to use the bathroom. <laughs> you're such a schmuck <laughs> you're gonna roll into it was the closest me, it was the closest place <laughs> excuse me walgreens i haven't than timed a, this properly. it was a, it was closer than a gas station i was on a long drive and and let's just say what i had to do wasn't gonna wait for the next gas station okay <laughs> sorry about your luck walgreens your time it was in newer walgreens too so it had one of the cleaner public bathrooms i've ever been in well, um, it might have been a newer one, but it sure as shit ain't now. <laughs> no, no, I felt like apologizing on my way out. But that's not the point. The point is not that. The point is, it, it being a newer store, it had one of those motion sensor energy-saving light switches. <laughs> oh, God. But it also being a Sunday evening, there's like no one in the store. So I'm the only person right. in the restroom. So I'm, you know, doing my thing. And uh, evidently, I was too still for too long because the lights went out. <laughs> you're like, and you're I, like a shitty movie <laughs> it's a terrible it's a terrible it's like a netflix comedy it's like it's so bad <laughs> like did adam sandler produce you just yeah i'm pretty sure he produced this day in my life that's this is <laughs> like the movie would star rob schneider that's how bad this movie is oh um deuce bigelow references yeah yeah um so where was i oh so the lights go out and of course I'm like tapping my feet. I'm trying to move. Nothing's happening. Nothing. nothing <laughs> it's dark. And I still haven't um, wiped. So, oh, so now I got to. I, gotta, I like that you were looking for a proper way to say. Yeah. There. Yeah. I just I would give up on proper here. Um, so I had to rig up my phone, the flashlight on my phone. To try and situate the damn phone on top of the toilet, the paper towel holder to illuminate the area. To illuminate, yeah, so I could see, you know, just so I could do my work. And <laughs> so I, I managed to, um, I, I, I guess how Lincoln did it by candlelight. I managed to finish. <laughs> Lincoln, you would compare yourself to a president, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Is yeah. it? <laughs> so anyway, so I, I complete my task and um I, you know, I go to uh head toward the sink and I step and I'm not even kidding, no less than six inches to my left, and the fucking lights come on. <laughs> I missed the sensor by six inches. Which is not the first time being six inches too short has been a problem for me. There are literally an endless amount of jokes here. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I left. Okay. I just just leave that hanging there. Yeah, well, amongst other things. So, yes, so so my my lack of awareness of the world is is pissing me off, Rick. (sighs) Okay. Oh well, that's uh that was a lot to take in. Yeah, there's there's especially for that bathroom. Quite a few things to unpack there. Or to pack in, I suppose. <laughs> I unpacked a great deal at that Walgreens. Oh yes, mostly your colon. Yes. Yes, in fact. Don't you don't know, what's eat, important don't eat three is... tacos and then drive two hours. It's a bad idea. Okay. See, cause it, it's colon blowing you in the morning time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was a little off schedule this day. Anyway. <laughs> Rick, what did you learn this week? Oh man, I learned I learned so much. Uh, but mostly the one thing that I learned is that I get really pissed off at people at my job that I can't boss around. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So part of my job, as it is with many, 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 many people on this island Earth, is that I have to deal with people who I don't work with, uh, vendors, you know, mutual customers, so on and so forth. I, I have to deal with these other human beings. And no matter how many feet I stomp or how angry I get, there is nothing that I could do that if these people fuck up. So... I'm in a situation where I'm just sort of in limbo with one of the stores that I manage. I I have to wait because we're trying to set up something for them so that our, one of our new products will work properly for them. And in order to do that, I have to contact store A to let them know that we're working on it. And by we, I mean this other vendor in us. And then I have to have store A reach out to other vendor B. So there are four different working parts to this monstrosity. And the only one that I can really, like, uh, affect is the one that I am a part of. I I have no other way of saying that. The only thing that matters is the one that I deal with on a regular basis. And I know that's a very, yeah, of course, but it is infuriating. It is just <laughs> maddening. Just goddamn maddening when all you could do is just sort of sit there with your thumb right up your asshole and literally do nothing yeah. about anything. Yeah. There's just nothing that can be done. I have I have been there where you are reliant completely on other people to clear out that inbox, that task list. And there's nothing you can do. And no amount of prodding uh, will get you anywhere except for, hey, we're waiting on X. Thanks for your patience, which means yeah. fuck off and die. I'll get it to you when I get it to you. 
Right. And, 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 and so my customer, I have no interest in telling them to fuck off and die. All they want is to give up my company more money for a product. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I can't do dick. I, there's nothing I can do. I've wanted to call them like three times. You're like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to level with you. We're fucked here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're waiting on something. I got to rely on somebody else. This ain't working. So this is all, it's all it's, goddamn it's yeah. buffoonery. All right. Just go down I, the street. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're terrible. Like, but none of these things are really true. I just, I don't have any options. I got nothing. Oh, it's so frustrating. And I've never, because I've never experienced this level of like, ah, oh, before this is all new to me. I just, I just don't. I didn't know that this, this level of frustration existed. <laughs> I, I didn't know about it. Isn't it amazing how once you get into this situation in your working life, you realize how much group work in middle school, high school, college, elementary school actually prepared you for working life. Because <laughs> if you're in a group of five and you're doing the project, like there's always the fuck up that's not gonna you, everyone knows is not gonna do anything, and then there's like the two people in the group who they're gonna do something, but they're gonna half-ass it, which means one or two of you high achievers or people who actually care is gonna have to stay up late the night before fixing their shit in addition to finishing your own. It's that's life. That is that is yeah. how life works. <laughs> That, that's a really good point. But yeah, I, I learned that I am no better at dealing with that shit than the thousands and millions and billions of people who have come before me and found themselves in that situation. Like I, I, I have no good, I have no good options uh, for this customer of mine. And like I said, my only option, and I had to be stopped by more than one uh, associate from doing this was to just just go to the guy and be like, hey man, if you if you wanna if you wanna just fire us, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, Rick, you can't do that. Yeah. That's not a that's not how business works. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> it's just what I want to do. It's just it's just how I feel. Okay, I just I oh god. <laughs> Tom. Yes. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned that sometimes all you got to do is speak up. That's Go on. So um, uh, if you're out there and you're listening and you are a friend of mine on Facebook, then you know that I uh, am, let's say technically, a candidate for an elected office now in my hometown, in my neighborhood. I'm surprised um, it took this long. Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> That's the story. The impetus for this uh, is something I really can't illustrate here, uh, but there is something that happened recently that that uh, caused me to want to finally uh, get off my ass and do this. Um, but it's basically for a glorified HOA that decides to spend tax dollars and is less powerful than the actual HOA, but for some reason must be elected through uh, the channels that every other elected official goes through. <laughs> So I had to file a financial disclosure form and state oh, those things are my bullshit creditors anyway. have, and all you, of my liabilities. You just can lie on those, Tom. Nobody actually reads them. I, Especially I mean, not for something know. this small, but I didn't. No. So I'm fully prepared. I, mean, I went you in. You can get full White House clearance. <laughs> uh, anyway, you were saying. So I, I'm going into this, you know, fully prepared that, you know, because I'm, I'm running for a seat on a five-person board, and it's a seat that someone is in who 
Uh, because no one tends to volunteer for these community development district type things. Uh, people aren't on the ballot to be elected because no one volunteers. So then people get appointed so that they fill the thing. So the guy who has this uh, was appointed four years ago after the election. And I figure, okay, he's running again and I'm going to have to campaign. So I'm fully prepared to you know, spend my weekends walking around. Fortunately, only my neighborhood uh, has to vote for it. So just walking around my neighborhood and meeting neighbors and listening to their concerns. I'm fully prepared to do this, right? Mr. Introvert is prepared to do aversion therapy here and just go knocking <laughs> on doors. Um, so I turn in my stuff. I get all qualified and the deadline for everyone else to qualify comes and goes. And lo and behold, I am running unopposed. Hey, you got a good chance. <laughs> so, so basically as long as I don't get arrested between now and November, uh, I'm going to win. <laughs> So I don't have to campaign because I'm not running against anyone. <laughs> How fortuitous. So, um, I, and I don't know if, if it's great. It's great. And I'm thankful for the opportunity, but I was kind of hoping that this would force me to get off my ass and do something. <laughs> and yet again, the universe yes. has simply handed this to me. <laughs> it's a gimme. Pick it up. I know. Pick it up. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, just pick it up throw it to first say thank you don't worry pick about it up it. stop being a dick just pick it up <laughs> so i i am uh looking forward to this four-year term once i take office in november but um it proves that if you want something sometimes all you have to do is just volunteer for it because there were three open seats and only two people volunteered for the three open seats so myself and another guy are going to take two of those and they'll have to appoint someone to fill the empty one that no one's running for. This has got to be like the best worst thing ever because, <laughs> hey, that's great. But also it kind of shows you how absolutely pointless this whole endeavor well, is going that's, to be. And that's you. the thing. It's like this is this is the thing no one else wants to do, which is typical of local government in general, which is why we True. have so many shitty elected officials up and down across this great land of ours because – a lot of people just don't want to do it because a it doesn't pay anything or much at all, and it's a lot of hassle. Uh, but it is important that uh, if you care about things and you are a smart person, that you do something about it to benefit your community because otherwise, um, we're all fucked. <laughs> so eloquent, so so well said. <laughs> it's true. Um, it is true, and um. So, yeah, I was looking forward to learning how to campaign. And as far as a learning experience goes, I'm not going to get to learn about that part of this. Because I can see myself going door to door. Like the first door I knock on. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm running for blah, blah, blah. I uh, just wanted to meet you and listen to what your concerns are and see how I can help you. Oh, great. Who are you running against? Um, well, nobody. What are you doing out here? It's hot. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must have like the nicest neighbors ever. Most people would just slam the door in your face. Well, that might happen too. Yeah, yeah. I was planning on See, taking I'm, the. I'm... I was planning on taking the kid with me, so they're not gonna. They're not gonna slam the door on a cute toddler. <laughs> Come here, Nikki. You're yeah. gonna be Daddy Shield. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna yell at me while you're around. Well, yeah. Oh, y'all, are you cute? Hi, I'm his dad, and I'm running for office. Oh, well, that's great. Get your son out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to scream at you. Can you leave him out there? 
Uh, so are, are you going to make your specific neck of the woods great again? No, don't, don't. <laughs> Our good friend Chris already posted that one on Facebook. Making this specific yeah. part of Earth great yeah, again. Yeah, making, making this uh, several hundred person gated community in a tiny town great again. You gotta like start somewhere. Like we're gonna kill some blind mosquitoes, and we're gonna fix some drainage, and maybe put up a couple of new street signs, and that'll be it. Like that's it. Look at you. You're already speaking with the <clears throat> we, like 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 it's, you mean the community. No, I meant you're I meant me and the four other people. <laughs> so you guys are literally LeBron and four plumbers. I don't know who LeBron is though. I don't think I'm LeBron. Oh, I can tell you, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Thanks for your support. I don't know who these other schmucks are, but they ain't you and you ain't LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. Oh, I'm here to help. If people want to find us on Twitter, how can they do that? Uh, they can find uh, us on Twitter by simply going to the Twitterverse, uh, specifically our Twitterverse. That is those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out at, not at, but, you know, the at symbol, which is important. T-W-O jerks. At those two jerks on the Twitter machine, we mostly aren't bots. Tom, yes, sir. if you want to, if you want to join up Facebook, and uh, because you know nobody who listens to us has a Facebook yet, uh, it's a new and innovative product that only a few select college students are able to get <laughs> access to right now. Yeah, yeah, you can but if find you, us if you want to apply, and by apply, I mean give all of your personal information to somebody without thinking about it. Where do you find yourself, Tom? Ah, you can find us at facebook.com slash those two jerks, as with the Twitter and all the other things we're going to mention. Spell out the word T-W-O. Make sure to click like on the page. You'll get all the updates when we have new episodes and other things to tell you. And other. <laughs> Check the box that says other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us if you have a question or a comment or a complaint or you just need a friend email oh. us those two jerks at gmail.com we're also by way of that on google plus if anyone uses that i don't know if anyone <laughs> does that's a thing is that still a thing i don't know but i get i get an alert every now and again like yeah add these people you emailed on google plus and like none of them even have profile photos it's like no one gives a shit about it but if you do i like that if I you're like the five Google that, employees that still use Google Plus. I like that the voice that you use to describe Google Plus sounds like an old bitty. And the Google Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use the Google Plus. It's uh, the Google Plus. You can you can share with me all of your um all your your, your recipes for meatloaf. Well, I learned a lot about Ida's grandson and his dinosaur project, and he's selling popcorn to raise money for the first grade. And did you read this on the internet? I found out that Obama was behind 9-11. <laughs> of course. Of course. I think that's a, I think that's a Reddit thing. Yeah. Is like grandma's Twitter or something yeah. like that. Grandma's a Russian bot. That's what it is. <laughs> I almost got through that whole line without, without laughing. <laughs> So you can find us in all those places. You can also call us and leave a voicemail instead of bugging Rick at work. You can actually <laughs> tell us what you think. Uh, 321-7076-JERKS. That way you can actually join the conversation on the show, 
instead of just having a conversation with a coworker at his desk. Wow. Well, at least he knows why we didn't mention more of it. <laughs> also, that was unexpected. Also, uh, you can leave comments there, too, if you don't want to wait until your crappy podcast with Rick on the weekends to complain about something we said on the show, right, Jesse? You know what's funny is I didn't even bring it up this week, and here you are. I'm making an effort, Tom. <laughs> I know, I know. You've you've arranged a ceasefire, and I, I just keep sending troops over the border here. Good work, Uday. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> we're, lo- we're looting all the works of art from over there. <laughs> We're taking everything. I'm going to find you in a goddamn spider hole, I swear to God. (laughs) Oh, I wonder if the spider hole has TV. I don't know. What are you doing? Are you cracking your knuckles? Jesus, yeah. I was just like, cracking them right in the microphone. Like, right in the microphone. It sounds like you're tacking on an old typewriter. (laughs) Tack, tack, like you're one finger typing. Like the the next column, like you're writing Walter Winchell's latest script or something. I, I don't even know how to reply to this. I I pop my knuckles twelve feet away from the microphone. You, your arms aren't your twelve barks, feet long. You your jerk. dog barks incessantly for four and a half weeks. Nothing. I pop one knuckle. Jesus Christ, Rick! Now we got to turn off the whole show. Well, no, no, no! I'm not stopping the show. I'm just saying it's really loud in my ear. That's all. Oh, my dog's okay. my dog. There's like four walls and a door between us and my dog. Most of the time, the microphone doesn't even pick up the dog because there's a no, noise. No, it filter. does. It does constantly. Well, you, I just let you, it go. you hear her, but the show doesn't hear her because the well, oh, there's a noise okay. filter. There's a noise gate on the software. I got I got you and your dog. I got Chris and his breathing and sleeping. <laughs> awful it's just terrible the whole thing it's it's the ed wood film of podcasts at this point i will i will i will certainly be the death or it will be the death of me (laughs) you can see all the wires and strings (sighs) all we need is bella lugosi to show up anyway nice (laughs) you can find all the information that we were talking about what seems so long ago now at those two jerks.com. <laughs> well, in the current with the current administration, a day does feel like a Well, month, I'm just so. saying, like we digressed so far. Um, but you can find all of it at those two jerks.com. If you want to show the world that you are a jerkophile, go to tpublic.com. T-E-E public.com. Search for those two jerks. You can get a t-shirt, sticker, coffee mug, all kinds of different things with our really super cool those two jerks logo on it. Uh and tell the world all about our show so that they too just, can ignore us. I liked, I, I like the, I like the, I, we've digressed so far. Sounds like a really like operatic version of Lincoln park. Oh, oh, oh. thank you. We had to bring up Lincoln park. Oh, really? Cause I make that reference every guy. Yeah. I'm so tired of your shit. I just, oh. I just don't like them. I just don't like Lincoln park. That's all. We had this discussion 15 years ago. <laughs> if you would please reference the card yeah. <laughs> marked 3A from the Rolodex. Editor's note, see issue, see volume one, <laughs> issue 15 of the Adventures of Rick and Tom, dash, dash, Stanley. 
Dude, don't do enough of those in comics anymore. Good. Uh, So, for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vuirish Goodbye, Chris Vu, (laughs) I'm the Tom Alexander, and until I still manage to get this feeling of frog off the right side of my face, (laughs) we will remain those two jerks. We just took a hit in France really bad. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time.